Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm annoyed with Everton fans again. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What? Yeah. What? So, go on, Flav. Talk to me. What's going on? Have well, they been? Have they been through enough? Yeah, Everton fans have wound me up again this week. <laughs> I thought, you know, they're going through a lot, and I don't know if it's true. Maybe it's just TikTok, you know, trying to wind me up. I told you or, about TikTok. Yeah, like maybe it's not real, but I've heard it on good authority that they've printed out thirty-eight thousand. The Premier League is corrupt flyers. And they're going to be distributed through Goodison for everyone to hold up. Wow. And I think they're going to be flying a plane over the Etihad. The Etihad? And I don't really... Oh, they're not messing about then? I don't understand. I think as far as I can understand, it's like, well, hang on, you're giving us the points. Why aren't you giving them the points? I think that's their argument. I think that's why they're printing up. They're spending all that money, wasting all that paper, printing little flyers up. Oh, okay. I don't. Well, let's. Okay, so we need to talk about this because I haven't. Um, I got a few people a bit annoyed at me for not. Oh, you're not going to talk about Everton then? I've been on holiday. Thank you. So I'm here now. Let's talk about it. All right. So what, Ever- where are they coming from? Are they coming from look woe is me, look what's happening to Everton, this is not fair. I think the fair point that they would be suggesting is that they I talk about football and this is a big deal and I've not spoken about it, but you know, I was enjoying a couple of days off. Also so, fucking you talk about whatever you want. Well but also I I should talk about it and I want to talk about it now, but I'm just right, saying okay. you know, fair point. And so here's my thing with it. My my problem with the Everton points deduction is that it feels like there's a severe lack of compassion when it comes to what they've actually done. Because uh, Toff, I don't know, there's obviously they're biased. Of course they are. But like they're also like intelligent in how they're putting it across and they're they're doing the work. So I watched a few videos from Toffee TV and I thought they were, it was really, really good what they were saying and when you do break down what they've what they've done yet they have broken the rules but a 10 point deduction feels lacking in compassion now the important thing for me though is is this the end of it and it's 
for me, I, it's clearly not the end of it because the Premier League, because the big thing about the Premier League is they are trying to uh, establish the fact that they can deal with this themselves, these problems themselves. And so by doing that, you kind of go above and beyond or too far, which would be the way that a lot of Everton fans feel, understandably. And then from there, um, you know, people know that you don't need this independent regulator that could come with its own problems, but I think overall is a good thing for the game. And so the 10 points for me, although absurd, like it's too much for me personally, I still see this as not the end of it because Everton inevitably will appeal, which the Premier League knew they would appeal. And so it won't be 10 points. I still don't think it will be 10 points because it's still within the negotiation stage. So if they don't go too far, then what they believe is the correct amount of points for something like this is is not going to be found because if they well, said... So, so six, you've six and then it goes down to zero, so then what's the point? Exactly, if they're going to appeal. So I think that's what they're doing here. What I would is it... say is that this is a good thing only, only if we see it elsewhere. And if we can see it elsewhere, what's what is to suggest that it won't that there won't be punishments for these other clubs? That's what I think. I, I think it was fa- it's a fair point for Everton fans to go. Well, hang on, that's been going on for quite some time now. Like, are which we is not... being investigated for time? Right. It's well, and again, it, and obviously, it's it's easier for us to be patient about it than Everton fans. I would say that if by the end of you know March, let's say, certainly by the end of this season, yeah, those that? have yeah. to be dealt with. They have they to be don't. dealt with. They, they do. They need to be t- they have to be dealt with in, in a readily fashion so that the case can be complete so that the actual facts can be brought to the light. This isn't a timetable that exists in football. This is a legal matter that, in, that, would, that, that will be given the time it needs to, to, take, to okay. be given in order to reach the correct verdict. It's not about the fine. date. And okay, yeah, fine. Just, can I just say one well, thing that's just because it's before load, we move You can on. say loads of things. Just say loads. Is, it, is it fair on the clubs that were disadvantaged by uh, Everton's breaking of the rules? Clubs that were relegated. Okay. If they're on them. So, the, in terms of a sporting advantage, they haven't actually like got well, because a sporting they've been advantage. shit in their acquisitions. Sorry, that's your fault. In you twenty, given, but but piece by piece, like they they knew they were struggling, and they supposedly have worked with the Premier League to to sort of piece by piece try and stay within the lines, which has led to them selling. Richarlison and led to them buying dodgy, you know, Thanks average players, right? All that stuff, right? So, yeah. But um, whereas, like, in terms of that sporting advantage of of the, the money, you know, mm. you know, you need to look closer to home, Fav. Do you know what I mean? With Mr. Jermaine Defoe. Yeah, we can talk about that. And and I guarantee that if there are, are any penalties and any wrongdoing, I will say we deserve everything we get, which is what is not happening with, with a lot of Everton fans currently. I think the and, other and thing to, to keep the in point, mind... If you're, if, you're putting, if you're bringing that up, I need to to explain, because a lot of people would just be going, well, no, hang on, Spurs. Spurs have done something wrong to give them 10 points. That would be the narrative, right? But what happened there, and I'm not saying there wasn't any wrongdoing, I'm saying that there was an unlicensed agent in Mitchell Thomas who will be the bane of... Like, he was like one of our worst ever players I've ever seen at Spurs. For him to then come back decades <laughs> later and you. fuck us over again is a, be- a beautiful Hello. irony. Um, 
we we employed a le- registered agent, a listed agent, one that you're happy to work with, that are al- you're allowed to under Premier League rules. And it was under his direction that he used the unlicensed agent. So there was a one step removed. Now, that's not to say we won't get punished for it. We may well do, but it isn't, a, it isn't as plain as going Spurs used an un, unlisted agent, an unlicensed agent in order to get a deal done. That's not what happened. But whatever happens, we have to accept our punishment because Luton did get a points deduction. Do you think you would be more, I'm not saying this is right or wrong, but I'm just exploring it all. Would you think you would be more nervous about a points deduction if you had a squad that was battling relegation? Yeah. Say, yeah. So I think that's that's why the points are um, the severity of the points has more of an impact. So, for example, say if you get if you get a thirty point deduction, you'll still probably be absolutely fine. You're just not in Europe that year. And for Man City, see, that's what I'm intrigued to see. And obviously, it's not what, as what? simple like, as like you multiply charges by ten points each time because that I mean that's going to be interesting. But like, what is gonna? It's obvi- impact. It, it is an obvious conversation, though. I get you can focus on Everton, and like mm. you can look at those those charges, and you can you know work around them and go, you know, is this fair? Is this not? Is there a desire for compassion? Should there be compassion when it comes to these things, or should it be as severe as possible so that down the road this leads to to people, you know? behaving themselves better and I think the the, in terms of I think the thing that Everton fans can understandably feel hard done by with is that they have attempted to address this over the last few years since after they've kind of got themselves in trouble supposedly hand in hand with the Premier League so for them then to go nope and slap that on them on on what's on something that is is breaking the rules but is technical is a technicality as well and you've got COVID in there and you've got those other things I think they spent it, beyond their means, yeah, James. I think no, 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 not beyond their means. They spent in a way that broke the rules which they subscribed to when they, when they agreed to become a member of the Premier League. I don't. I feel no sympathy for Everton, like I would do any other club. It's not about them specifically. And I love Baz, and I love Ped. You know, we spent a lot of good times together during Bull Street. It's not a thing. It's it's just saying simply saying that if you're spending outside of the premier league rules then you're of, then, then you're you're giving yourself an advantage not afforded to other clubs that have been relocated possibly as a result hmm. so why why is there sympathy for that why isn't there sympathy for the teams that went down that didn't have a squad as good as evans I, but i don't think see i think i don't think the squad's actually been better for it I know. Which again does is, is irrelevant to them. a point. Yes, yeah, 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 you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Um I do th- the, the, I do the, think the, there's an opportunity there though. Thing, though. Yeah, I do, but like I so I watched and this is a very dangerous phrase, so I want to kind of explain it. But it was like I watched the there's an amazing documentary, me and fam were talking about it, and I said, Oh well let, let's watch it. And it's called I hadn't watched it for years, it's called LA ninety two. Fantastic documentary about the the LA riots in nineteen ninety two. And what happens is the short story is that you know um there's there's essentially there's the rodney king uh, beating and the police the white policemen get off um somehow despite there being a video of it and prior to that there's a korean woman who who kills um a, a young 15 year old black woman and she seems to get away she gets a fine and so understandably like you know black people are like fed up with this and 
they write and and this is it isn't really important but i just i didn't want it getting misconstrued what i was saying but they they in this documentary they talk that you can hear the radio and they're talking about okay talk to us what should we do because the previous night they'd been you know it it was all kicking off right and there's a caller and then and the guy goes i'm going to say what i what they said in the in the 60s when there was riots then and he said he said burn baby burn and what it meant was he was like they were going to sort of yeah riot and and burn shops down things like that to kind of cause that uh unrest but mm. in terms of using that phrase it was kind of on my mind when i was reading about this stuff because i like like you everyone it all getting you know coming out in the wash and people getting all these points deductions that's sort of, you know that's i do think like burn baby burn in that sense in terms of like let's see it all let's see everyone let's get it all out there and let's get let's let have people have these points deductions and then you, that's where we actually truly see a deterrent long term isn't it a, pr- a precedent has been set here right from the premier league yeah, which again, I can set. understand it would be to the frustration of Everton when they see other stuff going around. But I think like in yeah, the fullness the... of time, it will be interesting to see what the points deduction actually is. Now, we've seen this like around the world. Like you see it with, say, Juventus, who've, you know, they get a, I can't remember how it ended in the end, but they, they got a points deduction, then it got taken away. Then I can't remember if it came back in again. I think maybe it did. They were They were, rele- they were relegated. As well. No, I meant last season. From last season. Oh, right, 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 right. Mm. Yeah. So I don't think this is the end of this. Um, there were some good comments last week about it. So Jersey says, thoughts on the discussion around teams that have cheated Chelsea, Everton, Man City. Can I ask what the alternative is? If a Chelsea, if a Chelsea, if, che- if sorry, if a Chelsea wasn't allowed to spend the way they did, the Premier League would still be dominated by historical clubs like Liverpool, Man United and Arsenal. We see the way that big clubs are able to poach smaller clubs of their best players, even when those clubs do everything right. Brighton right now, Southampton and Leicester in the past years. The reality is that the way the current rules are written is so that those clubs with huge support and already mega fame are able to spend infinitely more than anyone else. Had these Mm. rules been written 30 years ago, it would have been European domination by Real Madrid, Barcelona, Man United, Liverpool and AC Milan or Ajax that would have remained unchanged apart from a couple random cases similar to Leicester winning the league. While I totally agree that those that cheat should be held responsible, I think the way that things are structured money-wise needs to change. Every big club essentially acts as a monopoly trying to make sure that no other small team can come and break their control over the league and therefore earnings. As critical as I am of American sports models, the idea that the most that the worst teams get the next best player or the most money to rebuild is far better for the overall competitive competitiveness of the league lower league english football gets absolute crumbs to what it should get which would make for a far healthier top to bottom system the reality is that big money coming into the game has made the quality of things go up but the inequality between those who have and those who don't has increased kind of like real life oh and i've read guardian's articles and i find it rich that the blame is pointed solely at Russian oligarchs who are generally terrible people. Don't get me wrong, but every single owner of a Premier League club is using them for either tax avoidance, sports washing, or any other number of bad things. Mm, I that was great, great comment. It sets... Great comment. Uh, yeah, football's broken and unhealthy. Steve Parrish was on um, the rest of football this week. I always loved listening to him talk. And 
he was saying how there needs there still needs to be this balance between allowing people to to spend to build but also because if you just if you just make it simple then you're own literally is exactly what jersey said there like you're only gonna let the big big team be big it it does solidify a monopoly certainly uh the ffp does doesn't help uh blackburn rovers win the league in 1992 yeah Um, and if we do look at it like leicester is the only example right blackburn spent a lot of money chelsea spent a lot of money not just league fa cup as well monopoly is of if you look yeah, over yeah. the years, it's very rare that any any team out of the big six win win the FA Cup as well. Um, is that not more of a? Sorry, mate. Is that not sorry. more of a? I think that the, the thing that is so difficult, and I I say this every year, but it, the squishing of both sides, the sort of that's what always needs that for me is what needs to happen. It's the gaps between that is the biggest problem here. Like if you can retain, if you can squeeze everyone together, or and then gently rise all together, then that difference between, you know, seven hundred million that Man City are bringing in, and the one point two five minority uh, billion found minority stake that Jim Ratcliffe and buy Man United, and then Luton Town, like yeah. Those it's those gaps that that yeah. makes it much worse. And again, we're kind of looking at. I think we're often looking at the wrong things here. Um, but I, yeah, I, well, there's there's I so know. many things to be looked at, isn't there? And you have to you can address each one as as and when it's possible. I think fundamentally, financial fair play is a positive thing for football. Um, it prevents teams or helps prevent teams from going bust and football fans losing their club. And we profess to talk about the quality of the pyramid, and it's really important that these smaller clubs don't go don't go bust by people that come in, spend beyond their means, declare bankruptcy, sell the club, and it's done. And the club and the, fa- and the fans have to to rebuild their club in the lower leagues. That should never happen. Mm. And financial fair play makes it much more difficult for that to happen. Certainly, as well, it would make you'd think Premier League. If, if there was no spending restrictions, do you think the gap would be reduced? Do you actually genuinely think? Not you, but anybody. Does, do you genuinely think that Manchester City, <laughs> if if you remove spending power? Do you think that Man City, Chelsea, and every oligarch and, and 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 nation state in the world wouldn't descend on the Premier League and buy it up and just spend through the roof? It would destroy the competition. It, it wouldn't be, oh, let's make it easier for Crystal Palace to spend beyond their means because they might get into the top four. You would see the top four, I, I'd imagine, I guess, or the top six, just fly away, spending billions of pounds mm. that Palace can't because it's a properly run football club. So I don't know if that I think what it, what what is probably best would be as long as you're financially stable, your ability to spend beyond the revenue percentage is increased. But how do you how do you yeah. give that? Do you give it on yeah. your place on where you finished last year? I think like had, in the that's American what... system, you get you can you get first pick if you're bottom, right? That makes complete sense because it's not a financial thing. But how I... do you if clubs coming into the league are they able to spend twice their revenue? But but Man City can only spend eighty percent of their revenue. Is that how you make it fairer? I think there was. And remember also, Jim, these are these are private companies. They can operate how they want. They're nothing. They're, there isn't this sort of the membership based um, rules that apply to Premier League clubs. They're private companies, global companies, and they can do pretty much as long as as long as they want to stay a part of the Premier League, whatever they want. 
Well, that, no, I mean, that, no that's regulation. what needs to stop, though. Like, if you think of the amount of money that comes How? into the Premier League, How? but that's so that's what I think. If you if you have if this is all the money in the Premier League, hang on, where do I do it? Let me draw it. Actually, it's a podcast, isn't it? If if you if you've got a hundred million, if you've got loads of money, and if you made it into four quarters, and the two middle quarters was what people were able to spend, and there was allowed to be a chunk at either side that was then utilised to allow for everything to remain as healthy as possible. As long as the rules are the same for everyone else, like revenue can be brought in. It's about revenue being spent to a point. I don't know. It's obviously complicated, so it's difficult. But what it do you think difficult. about the what do you think about the Saudi uh, the sort of um club to club loans that are uh, that's the other thing that's kind of happened this week that they did they didn't vote it through. So they had 12 clubs yeah, and and obviously this model of clubs owning other clubs in other leagues is it's I've heard, I remember hearing Todd Bowley talk about it. It's like a must-have now. Like it, it, that's the it, feeling. That, that should be against the rules. The conflict of interest, the, the like the RB model with Leipzig and Salzburg and whoever else they've got. That shouldn't be allowed because these are these are teams that could potentially play in the same competition, i.e., for Europe. There's a conflict of interest and it should be stopped. Um, you know, they, they, there shouldn't be a way where Saudi Arabian influence at Newcastle can engineer a, a transfer from a Saudi club purely because Newcastle got an injury problem. That shouldn't be allowed to happen, in my opinion. But Newcastle are always going to vote for it because in this instance, it helps them. In the same way that Everton fans are going to be defensive of their club now that they wouldn't be if it was happening to Liverpool. Um, because it's a, it directly impacts them, and that's natural. That's a human trait. And oh, but, but also, but like the voting element of this, see, that's a bit of a problem because it works both ways, right? So, say like, um, uh, like you know, Watford with Udinese back in the day. No, um, ultimately, see, this is this is the thing I was I was I think is important here is unless it threatens you. Yeah, you're right. often not as bothered. You're more bothered Absolutely. about the Newcastle thing. Why are you more bothered about the Newcastle thing? It's irritating. No, no. Why are you more bothered about the Newcastle thing, really? I'm not really that bothered by it, but I you understand are, what you're, you're saying. You're bothered because, because a, you're going to pinch your Champions League spot. That's why. Because it affects yeah, I, you. I, no, but it fundamentally, it's wrong. Like I don't. I, 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 I agree with you, and I've made the same points over and over again about the Liverpool thing and the VAR and Arsenal and the VAR and the fallout to all of that. There's only the commotion because it's happening to your football club. And when it goes for you, i.e. as it does, as it has done for Arteta and for for, for Klopp at Liverpool, not a fucking dicky. Yeah. Not yeah. a word. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, and it's the same for this. Yeah, you're right. I've, I've taken an interest in in um, Neves' potential transfer to Newcastle mm. because they've lost to Nali. Because I guess, obviously, that impacts whether or not Spurs can finish in the, in the, in the Champions League. Um, but it is... Luckily, I'm on the side of the good and the right side, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, on this yeah. One. <laughs> well, and generally that works for me because I keep... So you'll notice that I keep talking about my agenda, which is essentially, can we not all just be closer together? Because <laughs> that works for me. So I, I get it. Like, But it's the severity of the unfairness is often based around what affects you, which I find interesting. Do you know what cannot be... Greed, and it's a human, a human trait. Can I, I, yeah. And this is the same thing with politics, and it's the same thing with... But everything that's going on in the world, and, and, and also it's the same thing as uh, of campaigns, right? There's a lot going on in, 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 in the world, certainly locally and domestically, 
you need to care about this. This is important. Whether it be... <coughs> Actually, I don't want to give specifics because what's yeah, the point? And do you know what? I'm quite, I'm quite concerned about shark finning in the Pacific. I've made this point before. I think it's horrendous. Thousands of sharks being finned and, and their bodies live, dumped back into the sea and they drown, right? To me, that's crazy. Because I love sharks. I'm interested in sharks. I saw a shark this um, week. I did. Brilliant. We went to an aquarium. Unbelievable creatures. Beautiful, majestic. No one gives a fuck about that. I do, yeah. but no one else does. And, 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 and I don't expect people to, but it's the same thing. With Fundamentally, if it affects you, you're interested and you think the world should be interested in too, but fundamentally, and this is why it's important, rules are important. And this is why Everton, because they broke the rules, should be punished. Whether 10 points is not, or not is, is, um, is too much is a discussion that needs to be had. But to draw a line under this, if it's a precedent set for the likes of Chelsea and Manchester City, given the severity of what they've done, which is much more impactful than what Everton have done, because it was a single rule break, they worked with the uh, officials. There was, as I read, and, and this is me reading that they did mislead the Premier League at some point. But compared to what the skullduggery and clandestine nature of, of, of Manchester City and Chelsea's um, wrongdoings, yeah, allegedly activities, yeah, wrongdoings, yeah, don't come after wrongdoings, me, please. The book should be thrown out of them. And I'm not talking about relegation, we're talking about removing these clubs from the league. That's the severity of, of, of what Chelsea and Manchester City should be faced. I think Chelsea, I think Chelsea, 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 four six oh four said it best when he said, "Sure, we did, but Spurs still suck." NFL F one Beyonce franchise trash, utterly delusional to think that all other clubs are working within the rules. All this sanctimonious bullshit is the only thing Flav is winning. <laughs> period. Sorry, full stop. Period. Oh, Shut. Full fuck. stop. Thanks for listening. <laughs> what are you on about, mate? Look, you. It's not a Tottenham versus Chelsea thing. It's this the fabric of our game that you profess to fucking love. You're shitting on. Sh- I don't sure, know what else. Sure, we did it's it. Not sanctimonious. Sure, Sorry, sanctimonious. Sure, we did it. So we're fine with that, are we? We're fine with this. But do you know what? This is good as well, right? So I'll put it on myself, right? So this is uh, Jay Tevo. Long time, sluggy wuggy. Okay, Jim. So let's uh, hope you well, mate. Uh, okay, Jim. So let's say QPR get bought out. They rise through the championship and get promotion. Over the next few years, they gradually make their way up the league. Gradually, you've said here. Mid-table to conference league spots. Then a run in the Champions League to the round of 16. You eventually get to a point where you're watching QPR lift the Premier League trophy at Loftus Road. That's been partially renovated with your dad sat to your left in complete tears, having watched the club he's followed for decades finally become the best team in, in all the land, week in, week out. In the spot where he w- was stood since a child, and with your son on your shoulders, see the mighty R's walk around the pitch as the players wave and celebrate. Now I offer you that scenario, but at the same, but at the end, some opposition fans say, "Well, it's bought." Do you really care? You care because it's important. Sorry, I'm a bit nippy. Um, it's, it's, it, it, I mean, some of them might not care. The psychopaths out there might not care. They just go, well, no, nah, fuck it. I loved it at the time. It was brilliant. Yeah. But in order for you to be, in order for something to feel good, it needs to be recognized by the rest of the people that view on, right? You could do anything. You could chop a tree down with, with, a, with a pen knife. If no one was there to see you do it, it might as well not have happened. 
and that's why you need um, you need the rest of football to acknowledge your successes as genuine. Otherwise, you're just celebrating at each other, and it means nothing. Like what? Like if if the Premier League come out and says every trophy that Chelsea won during those that the period in question has removed from them and stripped, and we no longer recognise those trophies, you do do you genuinely think Chelsea fans again? Well, I don't think they would. No, I think they would, they would obviously be annoyed by that. I think they would accept it. I also think it's a it's a very good question from Jay Tevo. I think do you know what I think the pace of which it's done is important here, right? Because Newcastle, people won't like saying this, but I believe it to be true currently. The amount that they're spending and the players that they're buying, it's mm. being done quite calmly. Because they're, they're not, playing by the rules. Because they're playing by the rules. And I I would suggest that as long as you do that, and as long as there are rules, like, that's why like it can be an opportunity, this, this points deduction, which I know you don't want to hear as an Everton fan. I get it. I get it. <coughs> but like, oh. if if it leads to the well, the 700 billion that they've got, and they're not using it because it's not... They're unable to. Unable because to. Because FFP. We're okay. Yeah, well, it's a positive thing. That's what I'm saying is if you don't have it, what would have happened to Newcastle? Yeah, they would have spent a billion pounds already. Yeah, because you, you can't stop people having money. Can you stop them spending it? Yeah. And yes. can you can you can you deal <laughs> with where like some of it goes? Let's let's do that. They just feel so obvious to me. I say this every year. I say this every year. But I would do you know what it would it would feel like um do you, do you, I don't know. Would I would I be sat there? Here to the, the answer to the question. Would I be sat there? I'll be sat there. <laughs> Don't worry about that. Will I be enjoying it? Well, absolutely. But as I walk away, will there be a slight pit in my stomach? And would it be a shame? Yeah. But again, uh, if if it's all within the correct confines, and it's not like you've got a team spending two hundred million, you know. Sorry, I'm going to have to go big. 200 million used to be a big number. Sorry. 7 billion in the transfer window and everyone else is spending 4 million each. That's not a real achievement, is it? And I think that's pretty factual. Anyway. Mm. Um, more importantly, here's something that is a, a really important comment. I think I don't think you can get away from really in, the, in this day and age. Mike Lewis, he said on our Patreon, New Moisty here. I finally came to my senses and realised, hey, these two deserve a bit of money, don't they? <laughs> Is that what you thought? He came to his senses. Three cheers from Mike Lewis. <laughs> Only forwards, boys. What's the biggest food you think you could eat 30 of in one sitting? That's the kind of questions that we dive into uh, amongst other things. It actually gets a bit deeper than that, generally, I'll be honest. Biggest well, food. I love that. It doesn't really make grammatical sense. What's the, what's biggest, the biggest food you can speak? You could eat 30 of. <laughs> Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I said to Fab, we had pasta last night and I said, oh, I, said, I, said I finished it and I went, I could, I could eat two more of them. <laughs> <laughs> I can put up pasta, pasta I can just put away. Can you? Because I think you can eat it at pace as well. It's important. Yeah. But, Do you think pasta is the most satisfying thing? You might not say, regardless of the taste, the texture of it is the most satisfying thing in the world to eat. Uh, it is, isn't it? It's number uh, one. As long as it's not overly, overly done. But yeah, like spaghetti. I know, it's about spaghetti at length on this podcast. And another reason why it should all become patrons. But for premium content. But yeah, a, a sort of just, just, gone, just gone past al dente. Big load of it. In. Nom, nom, nom. Oh, yeah, yeah, good. Ollie's, Ollie's just put a great one. Roast potatoes would be up there for him. Roast potatoes. You about 30. You just keep, keep going back, keep going back, keep going back. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do, I do, I do. I insist that the missus, when we have a roast dinner, that she yeah. does another tray just for later. Smart. And the next day, the next day, roast yeah, potatoes the next day. Oh. Do, you know, do you know what I can, um, I can, I can go at? Sausages. They're just there. You know, you know some things, like They're like glowing at you. If there's some like, you have a pack of six and there's three left. And I'm just thinking, I could easily eat those. Easily. And then you've had a pack of six. You can't have a pack of six. So so you're you're, you're eating your, you're talking about after a fry up, you're going, there's three more sausages. I could still eat those. Just like, just screaming at me. Yeah. Sausages filling though. No, not for me, really. Not for me. I could smash through sausages. Easy, easy peasy. Right. Um, by the way, uh, last week's podcast, I had to uh, make it private. But if you would like to listen to it, it is on all um, audio platforms. And we are trying to get... Listen to the podcast. <laughs> listen to it rather than watching it. I don't know, watch it as well. Watch it as well. But you know what is what you know what's good? Not anyone can sit here and watch an hour-long fucking YouTube video, right? A lot of people have got lives. Why don't you watch a bit of it? Enough to get a you know, few... You know, and, then, and then when you, you get in the bus or on the way to work, just slap the audio in. Yeah, uh, the patrons steaming into the chat right now. 30 Scotch eggs, says Thomas Flynn. Yorkshire puds for me. Thir- 30 of them. We just like line them up. Like, you know, like chairs. Like you put a chair on a chair on a chair. Just Yorkshire puds like that. And mash it, mash it up. Fruit pastels. White chocolate fingers. Ollie's suggesting ham. From ham. Ham. Yeah. And how many knuckles full of ham <laughs> can you ram into? <laughs> In this niche podcast, that's a niche joke that you guys don't know about, but we've done it live on the pod. Right. But yeah, become a patron. We're nearly at 600 patrons. And if... Well, if, really? 
Yeah. Importantly, crucially, we've got a live show coming, haven't we, Flav? It's an important bit now. Concentrate. Live. We've got a live show. We've got a live show. For our our lovely moisties, tickets are now available. Um, And when we say tickets, it's not really, you're not paying for it. You've got to pay for it. It's better than a ticket, really, isn't it? It's better. It's like beer. It's a coupon. It's a coupon. You're buying a coupon of which you get a free pint of beer when you get in. So really, all we're doing by selling the tickets is guaranteeing that you turn up. Because if they're free, you get, well, you need to get slapdash. Oh, I'll have 10 of them. And then there's not 10 for people that actually yeah, want to come. Yeah, so, yeah. Don't like that. Yeah. The link will be live for the Moisties. It's only, we're limited to 150 people, Jim. That's it. 150 and, there it, and it's not like, can you squeeze in a little one? No. Fire regulations. Doesn't matter how little, little you are, you still burn. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, you're little, you can, you're not going to burn in the fire. Of course you're going to burn, <laughs> you're... no matter how little you are. Yeah, yeah. regardless of size, you will burn. 20 Scotch eggs, yeah. James Orble says. Mike Lewis, who, of course, got us all. Still going with it. Yeah. Who said the, famous, said the important and crucial line. He said, hey, he had, that, he had that moment. He went, hey, these two deserve a bit of money, don't they? <laughs> less, than, less, than a, less than a London pint. Okay. So you're going to come in, you're going to get your free fucking drink, right? And then you're going to sit down <laughs> and you listen to us talk guff for 45 minutes. Yeah. And after that, we're going to watch the quarterfinal of the League Cup. Yes. I think one. Is what? there a better way? Yeah. And, Jim, you'll be celebrating Christmas with us. It's six days before Christmas. We'll have a good old Christmas knees up. Yeah. Two beers, lots of cuddling, lots of things, maybe some jingles, Christmas Christmas jingles. We'll do, we'll do a group. We're going to do a 150-strong Ainsley celebration. Everybody in the room is going to be doing a fucking Ainsley celebration. Every single one. If, if I fucking see one of you, one of you not doing an Ainsley celebration, they're out. Yes, perfect. Um, by the way, I think um, Mike got it right. Um, poppadoms, easily. It's just in terms of size, but light. I could easily get through thirty poppadoms, no problem. And if you've got really hot hands, as Jack says, yeah. don't stay away. Just from not rub, <laughs> don't rub me for for an hour. Yeah. So yeah, only one hundred fifty spots in the in the Guinness World Book of Records largest Ainsley celebration group. Never before has, you, has it been seen. I think it's time okay. that let's. It's time to tackle Ainsley. Um, it's been an incredible week, an absolutely incredible week. And uh, if you are, uh, if you've literally just gone and gone, oh, okay, yeah, good shout. I will go and listen to the the podcast instead of watching it. Come back and watch it now on the um, on on YouTube, um, because we're going to show you some of them now. Um, so, two up. Let me share this with you, Flav. Just have it because you'll you, you'll want to see this. Now, I've had so many this week. <laughs> it's mental. Did you? But what I would like you to read is these uh, two comments that you can see here. Whilst I am... Um, actually, you probably can't do it. Or can you do it? Is it? I, I need it. to find... Because I just need to... F- I need to get it up on Twitter, actually. I'll do it myself. Hang on. Um, right. right. So, we had three Ainsleys from people's places of work in the last week. Really, and this is good. Do you know what? I'm sick to death of club Ainsleys. Are you okay? So, what are we? Are, are we doing means, a club bad? Means, I think after this week, no more in club. You've got to be a bit more creative. We've got to up the ante. Like the the bar has been raised this week by one video in particular. So, look, I'm not saying everyone has to do what Ben Lancaster has been able to do. That would be too much. Yeah. But just being in the club and doing a little dancing is not enough anymore. 
okay. I would fully appreciate it. But so right, I've got a bit of a problem here because okay, I think we're okay. Do them now, by all means. But right, we'll, we'll run through them. Let's run through some. Look, so what I've done is that, like if you get see all these um, <laughs> laughing emojis. Yeah, that's 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 my code basically. Um, so you're them. not actually finding them funny. <laughs> no, not anymore. If I'm honest. <laughs> um, anyway, Matthew Nutter. Have we done Matthew Nutter? Let's just quickly sense check. Here we go. I like, I like the what? lean back of the groin. I think we've seen this one. Yeah, we've had Good. nutter. I know we've had nutter. Good, because that was okay, wasn't it? Um, right. Oh, do you know what I need to show you first? I have to confess something. So let's just go back here. Right, there's a lot of fiddling going on here. So first of all, a couple of thoughts from the people. So Mark Boyd says, I really think with the Ainsley, we need a checklist of musts. Being firm but loose with the pan, treat the pan, as it is one with you. Two, when you dip that finger in said pan, what's the emotion it provokes? That finger. <laughs> Happiness or sadness? Three, make sure you're adding the right amount of seasoning, giving the dish a stir and then testing again to see if the dish has improved. I feel like you're not, if you're not doing this, then the entire process is a joke. <laughs> um, also, uh, Cadet Limbo said, I think a key feature of a successful Ainsley, which everyone is overlooking, is the need for an audience. Your source, form and rhythm are all great additions. But at the end of the day, all we really want is for you to embarrass yourself as harsh as it sounds. That's why celebrations work so well, because everyone's eyes are on you. Well, well, that, you, I, just just before you click on, that is the, the essence of Ainsley, the Ainsley celebration in the first instance. Remember when he did it in a room yeah. when the cameras were on him? Everyone, you need the audience. With such freedom. Such freedom. Absolutely incredible stuff. Oh, here, okay. So here is one nightclub one that did make me laugh because I'll show you it. And in my mind, there's a girl here who's keen on him, but he's so drunk and not bothered because he's desperate to get his celebration in he's, he's missed the chance here beautiful oh yeah he's done it oh no sorry this isn't him this guy did it to angels off his face at five in the morning this is apparently just taking his time slow-mo <laughs> he's got this wooden stick yeah he's got a wooden stick there it's fine off his face absolutely <laughs> Good, off his it. face um but like when it comes it. to an audience I, let's get to ben lancaster let's get to ben Lancaster. I must have watched this video 400 times. I it's mean, up there. You just, there it is. Right guys, the guy's literally a superstar. You've got to read it. You've got to read the message. Okay. So he says, so tonight I made my West End debut as Buddy lead role <laughs> in Elf the Musical. And after the bows, I managed to fit in an Ainsley. In front of 2,000 people. The video is yes. a little blurred, but fortunately someone else sent a different one that's much better. And this is at the Dominion Theatre. Ben is uh, the lead on a Monday and a Thursday. It's a massive moment for Ben. So we are thrilled for you, Ben. And you are obviously a talent because you've got this. And you are a bloody hero. Now, what I will do, we're going to watch it normally. And then I'd like to watch it at 0.5, if that's okay with you. Yeah, um, yeah. Because first, so Buddy, I'm... there's Buddy right there. Um, who's next? So where is he? Four from the right. Watch the swaz on this lad. 
<laughs> love it right absolutely stunning right and again this is like in one of the most for anyone who's not from the uk or london this is one of the f most famous theaters at the busiest times of the year right <laughs> so let's get this at 0.25 might go down to that see how we go right let's play again it's got everything i'm gonna mute it because that's horrific to hear let's wiggle it along He's think here. He's thinking. He said, "This is the moment." I'm do it. I'm I love that he's he's done it. Little bounce. He's get himself ready with the bounce first. <laughs> then the little swazaroo with the and arms, which is in. good. And it's the right shoulder for me that I just look works the shoulder round. <laughs> look at the face. Amazing. Goes and gets it from the shelf. Pops it in there. Absolutely stunning. <laughs> Bit more swaz on it. Little dip. Straight in the mouth, you absolute hero, Ben Lancaster. And then, yes, amazing. I love that that he just turns around like this. So um, good. No, uh, I love the fact that he's done the entire show, remembered <laughs> all these lines. He's in front of 2,000 people, and it's yeah, still in still his mind to go, I've got to do the Ainsley. That's so funny. Okay, right. Amazing. Right, I'm going to blow your mind. Ready? Don't say anything just yet. Because people haven't seen it yet. Oh, so, I haven't seen it. This is Nino Bryant. Brackets. L, at El Nino. Nino. Wrestler. <laughs> so, hi, James. I'm a professional wrestler and an avid Jaffan listener. So, of course, I thought I've got to do a cheeky Ainsley Harriet celebration when I'm in the ring. I think we can all agree one of the best parts of the celebration is the question, penis or saucepan? <laughs> but sadly, I decided I couldn't exist in the beautiful grey area, given the nature of the family show. Nonetheless, I hope you and Flav can enjoy the Ainsley I was able to produce in collaboration with my younger brother, a fellow slug who's behind the camera only forwards. Right. So beautiful. Got... Oh, so wait. West End pro wrestler. <laughs> Here we go. This is insane. Right. I'm going to hang on. Let's make sure we've got the uh, wrong one. We're going normal here. Normal speed here. Here he is. He's getting on the top. Here he comes. It's a packed out crowd. Here we go. <laughs> that is amazing. On the top rope. He's done an Ainsley the on the top rope. Ainsley for the for win the as win. well. <laughs> This is a high point for the podcast, I'm telling you. I don't think this, this is, is the cold. high, this is the peak. This is the apex mountain. For the win. For, look, and he carries it on. He's <laughs> still going. <laughs> oh, amazing. That is unreal. I loved it. Look, his way. He's thinking about it now on his way up. He's thinking now. Now's the time. I'm going to finish this boy off. I'm going to cook up some sauce. Look, he's, look, he's got to get his balance right. He's fine. Straight to it. See how straight, look, see how quickly he's going to it. Not, the right hand on the way up, getting the sauce out. Stunning stuff from El Nino. Superb. <laughs> he's happy with the sauce. <laughs> look at him. Wow. And then the celebrity. Fantastic. One. Two. Amazing. Three. So good. Okay. That is our second pro. Now, we've we've had loads and loads. As, you know, a lot of them are good. 
Um, some of them are average. What I do need to show you, sadly, is me at the FCAs doing an Ainsley. Now, this went wrong. So wrong. So congratulations, Rob, who won a, an FCA award. And he said, can we do, the, can we do it? And I'm like, of course we can do it. And what I've learned here, which is incredible, and in all the ones I got sent as well, that, and I've been, I've been uh, aggressive on the don't lick the finger before dipping the sauce. What'd you do? Um, I dip my finger. I, I lick my finger before I dip the sauce. Dickhead. <laughs> what a dickhead! Yeah, fact. So yeah, there you go. Look, look, look put, put that in. What am I doing? What am I doing? What am I doing? <laughs> so we laughed. Great stuff, Rob. Thank you. But then I, yeah, I think cool. someone was still filming it, and they said I went. I've just. I think I've just licked the finger before I've dipped the sauce, and then we saw it back. Devastated. Yeah, heartbreak. Oh, did people see that? Did people see that? Just then? Hang on. Uh, I saw it. You saw it. I'm not sure everyone else saw it. Here we go. Shameful, shameful, shameful behaviour. What am I doing? The, the occasion got to me. Yeah. The occasion got to yeah, me. Yeah, it's big. Right, final professional. Because obviously we could go on for hours here. Right, let me just find it. Because this is superb. Right, so this last one, I, can't, I don't think I've got the comment on it, but and forgive me, you know who you are. Um, but this is, a, it's a school versus kids thing. And there's a final penalty. How do we zoom in? Can we zoom in? Or teachers versus kids? T uh, it's, I can't remember exactly, but right. you'll, you'll spot him pretty quickly in the distance. Ready? Yeah. Here we go. Goal, that was the winning penalty. Look at him. <laughs> there he is in the background. <laughs> Amazing. There we go. Amazing <laughs> stuff. Amazing stuff. It's uh it's caught on, safe to say. It is. Um, I just wanted to get bigger. I, I I tried so try and explain this to your wife. I don't know if you can, or if you tried. Me. I in my yeah, anybody. I mean I, I so I Ben Lancaster's video. I was cracking up on the sofa. So and obviously, Ollie was like, what are you laughing at? And I'm like, fuck, how do I even start this? How do I explain it? I, I, had to, I started from the Ainsley celebration, the actual first one, to the point where I showed her Ben's video. But it just doesn't land. You have to sort no. of know. And I've she's given just sort up. of looking at me going, is this, your, is this what you do, is it? Is this your life? Yeah, well, yes, love. Yes, it is. Get rid of her. Keeps, keeps the lights on, doesn't it? Keeps the lights on. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Man, you happy with she, you happy with that fridge? Are you? you happy with that fridge? Gave... I bought you. <laughs> that was like six years ago, Jim. Wow. The 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 uh, she she's just happy. I'm happy. That's great. Well, we do high level debate. Speaking of which, Mayo debate a couple of weeks ago. We didn't get to it last week. Um, finish with that. What was the what was the debate? What you were saying? You got annoyed at me because I suggested that. Um, oh yeah, butter, butter and yeah, you like one or the I I would have one or the other, but you no, seem to both. think that you've got to have both. Um, yeah, hundred percent. So Harry kind of agreed. With, it was a there was a mix. Um, the look of sheer disgust is completely justified. Sheer madness from all got butter is a staple of any sandwich. Mayo is start. An, mayo First is thing an that ingredient. goes on. Can you remember what you said? Or what did I say? You just said it. You were like, but here's it. Two level said. Enhances Flav. 
enhances is the word you were looking for because you were like you said it develops the bread <laughs> Deve- develops the bread <laughs> but the yes. butter the butter develops the bread um what else we got there oh on the um so possible new bits here uh that mayonnaise butter bombshell from james has forever changed my view lad Need to get I just thought in the UK we always have both, but in America they use mayonnaise. That's what I thought it was the rule. Right. I mean, I just—it's a lubricant but, for me, like a like a I'm, like a flavoursome nah, lub- yeah. lubricant. No, but that's what I'm saying. Butter's the lubricant while adding while while developing the taste of the bread. But mayonnaise. What the problem is in America, they have mayonnaise on everything. So every time they use butter in a sandwich, they're just using mayonnaise. And mayonnaise is like much more calorific than a little bit of spread of butter. But I'll use butter. Sometimes I prefer butter, fancy butter. You, so wouldn't, just have you butter. wouldn't. You so wouldn't. It's like, a great example. A... It's a great example. Right. If I'm having toast, I'll always have butter first, then yeah. something on top. Right. But if I'm having well, a sandwich, how... I don't yeah. need double lubricant. No, but you don't start with mayonnaise. Mayonnaise is something you have if you're eating a, a sandwich that needs mayonnaise. You don't go, I'm having a sandwich, I'm starting with mayonnaise. That's n- madness. No one starts with mayonnaise. No, you don't. You're, that's so, you're straight into the weeds with that. You've got to think, right, I'm having a sandwich. What sandwich do I want? I'm going to have a chicken and avocado sandwich. Right. So we kick off with some mayo. Because no. obviously, obviously that's the lubricant of choice for something like this. Whereas if no. I'm having if I'm having jam, if I'm having toast with jam on it or or peanut butter, I'm not gonna go I'm not gonna start well well I'm, I said I'm in mayo now, so we're gonna pop some peanut butter on top of that. It doesn't make sense. What about you if you're having a BLT, you don't start with mayo, do you? Because mayo doesn't go in a BLT. I think I would have mayo in a BLT. Yeah, of course you, you do. You're a fucking maniac. What, you won't have mayonnaise in a BLT? Uh, if you're having a traditional BLT, you have butter. Do you think bacon, butter is the bee? And... <laughs> Bacon's the bee. <B>. But <laughs> I'm vegetarian, so I'm really not the authority here. I don't know. But um, yeah, 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 no. You... It's... Do you know what's happened there? Mayo... You've done the thing where I've done this before. You've picked your analogy, and now you're trying to get <laughs> you're trying to wiggle yeah, it around. I'm, I'm, I'm lost here. Yeah, no, but I am correct in that you can have a chicken and mayonnaise sandwich, a prawn mayonnaise sandwich, right? Yeah. It's a specific ingredient. You don't just put prawns in every sandwich. Like you don't put mayonnaise in every sandwich, but you do start with butter for every sandwich. In your mind, okay, right? No, in not in the me. mind of not for me, Jeff. No, uh, in the mind of I'd... Mark. Mark, nineteen eighty-eight. You're in the He said, "I stand with Jim. No need for butter and mayo. Overkill. Uh, Seven-year-old <laughs> behavior, Flav. Look, I look, look. I will concede that if you have mayonnaise in your sandwich as a part of the sandwich, like a chicken and mayonnaise sandwich then you probably don't need butter. But if you do have butter, it would still be fine. But you probably don't need butter there. Why do you but keep saying chicken sand- and mayonnaise sandwich? Why do you keep saying and mayonnaise? It's not like, it's chicken just mayonnaise. a sandwich. Think of what the sandwich you want and then what's the best <laughs> flavour enhancer for that sandwich? You're you're telling me you eat mayonnaise on the, on 90% of the sandwiches you eat? Yeah. That's, your, that's a lifestyle choice for you, Jim. That's not normality. I don't think that's weird at all. Uh, I'm not Joe... saying it's weird. I'm just well, saying did initially. it's not normal. Okay. Uh, Joe Bauer says mayo and butter are both fat-based foods. 
for you both, you're living a life of decadence and you might as well drizzle <laughs> some extra extra virgin olive oil over the top. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. You're living a life of decadence. <laughs> um... Hey, here you go. Jack, Jack's just made a great point. Talking of sandwich, just made a sausage sandwich with butter. Not mayonnaise because he's not a pervert. Do you have no, mayonnaise on no, but... your sausage sandwiches? Great example. Great example. I would never have mayonnaise for that. I would have butter because I want butter, but I wouldn't have both. No one would have both. No one would have both. No one would have both. Uh, Reese Show says, by the way, live show tickets. Yeah, I'm going to post it. I'm going to post it. It's uh, patrons have first access to it. I'll leave you with, um, we'll finish with some uh, emasculation, shall we? Good. Um, so we've got two here and then um, I got emasculated uh, via WhatsApp from nowhere yesterday. I'll, I'll share that with you as well. Uh, Ibn Grieve, one emasculating moment when I was uh, out having dinner with my mates and a girl I was trying to impress. I went to the toilets and after washing my hands, I used the residual moisture on my hands to touch up my hair a bit. I came back to the table. And my mate goes, were you just styling your hair in the bathroom? I felt like such a pathetic man. <laughs> Harsh, isn't it? <laughs> No, it is right. funny that you you would you've clearly styled your hair, but you wouldn't want to be caught styling your hair <laughs> yeah, in someone's yeah. house in someone's house. <laughs> true. But it's clear for everyone to see that you it's, have done that. Yeah, it's it's a precarious towel, isn't it, your hair? Because you don't want to get too much water on it. That's why I was I was always sort of work the back of the neck more than anything. Uh Elliot like, why, is being, why is being caught wanking such a shameful thing? Why is it? It is. I'd never want to be caught, right? Yeah. And uh, but but <laughs> what would you say if you got caught? It. What would you say if you got caught? Oh, you bloody you fucking oh, What no. you haven't? What you haven't? Uh, <laughs> well, you've done it. You've done it to before me. You've probably done it yeah. before me today. <laughs> just because you catch me. Right. And this is the point. This is the point about Chelsea Chelsea's trophies. Right? You need <laughs> if you've been caught, it's much more significant, especially with your pants. Um, you're yeah. If you're everyone's knocking one out practically two or three times a week. All of us. You get caught, then it's a shame. It's a shame, isn't it? That, that does feel like... It, it's, not, it's, not sh- it's not actually shameful, but it is a shame. <laughs> Interesting. My, um, my mate found his other mate um, as, he was, as he was climaxing. And he, and he turned <laughs> and, and giggled and laughed. I'm coming. I'm coming. <laughs> Yeah. So. Is that true? Yeah, it's true. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> he didn't see it. But then he had a sock, sock somewhere. What, did you not, did you see the video? So there was a video going around of these pilots. I know they're pilots because a friend of mine's a, uh, he's a pilot, so easy chat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was this thing going around the pilot community of these two lads that flew for another fucking plane company. I don't know. They're in Thailand and they're on stage and they are, both of them are having sex on the stage in front of everybody with this uh, well, was stripper or prostitute. I'm not sure what she was. And as they're fucking, one of them comes by mistake on the other one's face in front <laughs> of this whole group of people. And now it's gone viral for, for a WhatsApp. So imagine you and your mate, not us two, but, you know, someone else jizzing on your mate's <laughs> face by mistake. That's a shame. <laughs> did, you, did you go down the same route? Go, oh, what? And you've never, well, you've never, you've never <laughs> climaxed. What? You've never climaxed? 
That'll be one of those yes. ones. That's one of those ones where I'm like, you know, you have an argument with your missus, not about climaxing. Yeah, have an argument with your missus, and you go, where's she found that from? It, as in, like a way out where it's it's my fault. I was like, where have you got? That's in, that is, you're almost like impressed by it. That in that yeah. moment, if you went, what have you? Ne- what you're saying? You've never, you've never climaxed a little bit early, or whatever. You, you, the, the person who's tripping at the time going, well, no, no well, I guess not. <laughs> well, no, yeah, yes, of course that has happened to me, but come on. <laughs> well, come on. Well, quite literally. Um, mm. Okay. Um, Finn, who's one of our beloved patrons, was so excited, didn't sleep last night because he thought he was uh, going to get his uh, Ainsley Harriet on the pod. Now, I've just found it, mate, so shut up. Here we go. There you go. There you are, dipping away, silly hat on. That nice. was it. Four seconds. I know, no. Is it? Oh, that is same it. One. Same one. Same one. Yeah. It's good. All right. Yeah. No, there are loads. And thank you for everyone for sending them. Um, but, you know, I, I think now, now, yeah, we need to up it. It's about quality now. You yeah, know, we can't keep just showing lads in the pub off their tits doing yeah. the Ainsley celebration. Yeah, because that is what's There needs to be more to it. Right. Exactly. And I, if it's only just one a week, that, I think that's better. It doesn't matter. I honestly think I got sent 15 at least yeah. over the last week, which is great. Oh, we love it. We love it. We love the energy. I got emasculated as well. Um, saw this. Oh, yeah. saw, saw this. What's that? Was it? What's this? I haven't seen this number before. Click on that. What we got here? And um, it's from. I had to get a massage once because I had a bad neck. And um, Did a bad neck. Yeah. And anyway, so, someone who worked there seems to have got my data. And has sent me a WhatsApp. And um, <laughs> and it reads, Hello, beautiful ladies. Hmm. This is Giza, formerly from Ace and Hair Beauty. I wanted to reach out to you personally to let you know about an exciting new opportunity. While I may no longer be at Ace Hair and Beauty, I am still dedicated to providing you with the same high-quality hair services that you have come to know and love. Now, I realise what she's doing. It's a bulk message. But mm-hmm. I'm not a lady. And um, so well, calling me hello, beautiful ladies and men. And yeah. men. I felt emasculated. I, felt emasculated. I think um, she might have been confused when you came. Did you have a baseball cap on when you walked in? She might have thought, oh, look at this, a little Do lesbian. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Loud? Look at this, <laughs> look at this little, little lesbian with a poorly net. Right. Um. Good times. Great times. Happy ending. Indeed, says Tom Jordan. Um, join the flock. Let's call them a flock of moisties that are within our Patreon. Also, click on our audio podcast, please, and follow that. And have a great weekend, generally. Okay. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Uh, get your tickets. I will be posting it in the next five minutes, guys. So if there are any left, we will then put them on general sale. 19th of December. And I'll be watching. I'll be watching. (laughs) Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 